Uh, hello. Hello, is that Chaz? Yeah, speaking. Hello, mate. This is Andy Clark from 7FM in Gloucester. How are you doing? What's your, uh, Andy? All right, mate, yeah. Yeah, have you got a couple of minutes just yes, to talk mate, to us? Yeah. It's great talking to you. I cannot believe I'm talking to the Chaz from Chaz and Dave. How you doing? So you pioneered the rockney genre. Yeah. And incidentally, I mean, that was one of your um, one of your album titles, 1978, I believe. It was, yeah. Um, you're dead right. Yeah, rockney. Yeah, that was, uh, that was um, the second album that we had out. How did it all start? Where did it all come from? Where did, how did you guys meet and, and so forth? Um, well, cut a long, long story short. Um, the, uh, I mean, I, was, I knew Dave all the way through the 60s, but never thought of getting together because uh, we were both bass players. Yeah. I'll go through my history quickly. Uh, before we got together, I was in a band called The Outlaws oh, in yeah. the early 60s. Mike Bear and The Outlaws. We recorded up with Joe Meeks. Yeah. Then um, in 63, I went on tour as uh, Jerry Lee Lewis's bass player. Wow. Uh, tour of Britain and uh, Germany. Yeah. Then uh, I went on uh, uh, as um, uh, Gene Vincent's band t- toured with him for for about a year then i joined cliff bennett and the rebel rousers yeah. uh among other things we toured with the beatles we did their last uh, european tour and it was on that tour that they uh, uh paul mccartney uh play- well, he played us the their latest acetate and said there's a song on it that would suit uh, that was got to get you into my life oh, fantastic after that i would join edge sounds of feet toured america and it was in America that I was still singing in an American accent that I suddenly thought, hang on a minute, I feel a fraud singing in American to Americans. Yeah. And that's when I started uh, jotting down some ideas about singing in my own accent. And I think I thought of the word Rockney then. <laughs> and uh, when I came back, I remember ringing up Dave and said, look, got this idea. I said, I'm ready to go on piano now. Yeah. How about me and you getting together, forming a duo? Uh, got this idea about singing about things I know about and in my own accent. And he had a little think about it, agreed, and that was the start of Chaz and Dave. That's fantastic. I mean, your your style is so unique in the sense, if you hear a Chaz and Dave song, you know it's you guys. There's no question. Well, that's good then, then we've done it right then, because that's the main thing that any act should strive to do or, or, or become is, like, be recognisable, that, that that is you, you know, it's like yeah. the Beatles or whatever, Chaz and Dave or or Little Richard or Jerry Lee, when you hear him, think, oh, you know who that is. And that's first and foremost in anybody's uh, uh, ambitions that that's what they should strive to do first. When did you realise, and I hate to use the C word, when did you realise you had a commercial product, if you like, you know, something that was actually people wanted to listen to and you could make records with this style? Well, that's always been in the back of my mind. It's like... um, I mean, I brought up with uh, my mum, who, who was a, a great piano player, but an entertaining piano player. She loved to play to people. So if you want to play, which is what I love doing first and foremost, is getting out there playing in front of people. Yeah, Joanna. Um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, you've got to play something that is entertaining, something that they're going to like. And you, you don't pick, you don't think, oh, what will they like? You think, what do I like? And you try out, you might try out, I don't know, three or four songs. Yeah. And if two of them go down great and the other two sort of flop, then yeah. you drop the other two and you bring some others in. Yeah. You know, first and foremost is uh, you've got to enjoy it and the public has got to enjoy it. Now, I asked Jules Holland this question a few weeks ago. He was one of the first guys we spoke to. And I think you, you've had some sort of following together, you two, haven't you, over the sort of years? You've had a similar career, similar span? Yeah, yeah, very much so, yeah. And I asked him if he played, if he can read music or play by ear, because I play the old piano as well, and my mum 
told me off for trying to play by ear. But to me, you can feel the music. Do you, do you read music as well, or do you just play by ear? What I told myself to read music after, which I don't think is a bad idea, really, because oh, right, okay. I, I started off uh, playing by ear. Then when I joined the Rebel Rousers, Cliff Bennett, they had sax players in it, and I had ideas for like uh, uh, for sax arrangements. So I taught myself to to write sax parts and like uh, trumpet parts. Oh, wow. So I taught myself to read after and write, which yeah. is, as I say, is not a bad idea. Because I, I think if you can if you can ad lib and you can play by ear well, then uh, you know end up doing the both. But people that there's a lot of people that that can only read music and they you take the music away and they can't do anything Absolutely. well I, I think that's a bit sad it is sad isn't it it's, and it is a gift and i remember my music teacher saying no don't stop him playing by ear it's a gift it's a gift yeah yeah <laughs> so wh where did the the sort of background from gurcher and rabbit come from well we... gurcher was uh, that came from we were messing about in the studio one day having a laugh and yeah. uh with the big Jim Sullivan, and just come up and said, yeah, I remember when the old man, Gertrude, he'd become the word of the day. You know, every time we sort of went out to, to uh, the booth to listen to a playback, so we'd say to each other, we passed, Gertrude. And it just, we, me and Dave, because uh, my, my granddad used to say it, my nan used to say it, uh, it was, an, it was a, a, of that era, sort of early 1900s. And uh, his dad used to say it. Um, we just wrote a song for a laugh, really, and put a bit of rock and roll back into it, and uh, yeah, they, they, that, that became our first top uh, twenty hit. Very successful as well. And rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Is that from personal experience? That yeah, that, that was um, <laughs> basically uh, there was an we, we wrote an English version of. There used to be an American one. You talk too much. You worry me to put my pet. You talk. You just talk. You talk too much. And it was just an idea. Dave had an idea about people, uh, old girls join. And I said, how about if we do like an English version of we talk too much. So that's how that one come about. And of course, there's a lot of people that uh, do rabbit a lot. So yeah. that helped the sales because uh, people like were buying it for their mother-in-laws and all that. So we got like a... Yeah, good, 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 uh, good sales there. It's a bit of a knack as well to say rabbit, rabbit, rabbit as quickly as you guys do because I've tried it, I can't do it. And yeah, I'll well, that that cut, that was so we were mixing the actual thing before that rabbit, rabbit, rabbit was on it, and oh. they started doing it. I went, that's a good idea. He said, no, nah, so we can't do it quick enough. I said, hang on a minute, let's try. You do the first one, I'll do the second one. You do the on beat, I'll do the off beat. <laughs> so we ran down into the studio, put up the mics, tried it with the track. Got it right a couple of times, knew it was going to work. And Dave said, let's just do it on the fade out. I said, no, it's too good. We've got to have it right on the intro. So that's how it worked. And uh, with practice, yeah, we got it recorded and then took a little bit, bit of practice to do it all the time properly on stage, but we managed it. You did a very good job of it, i got to be honest. Um, so I've, um, one, of the, one of the questions one of our listeners got, Ellen from Bristol said, you played at a fan's wedding. The, the Spurs song, is that correct? Uh, the uh, Spurs song? Yeah, we, we, if we're doing a private gig, uh, well, Dave don't do so many private gigs now, but if I'm doing one, yeah. and they're obviously Spurs fans, well, they can call the tune and say, yeah, we, we'll do a Spurs song. <laughs> but we don't do them on public gig for no. obvious reasons. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to book us for a private gig uh, and you're a Spurs fan, I'll, I'll sing Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Fantastic. And enjoy that it. Brilliant. Oh, absolutely. So I've just been reading on, uh, on the good old Wikipedia and it says, the band has also contributed theme tunes for TV shows such as Crackerjack and In Sickness and In Health. But yeah. contrary to urban myth, 
they were not responsible for the only fools and horses theme. How do you think that? How do you think that came up? Because were you involved? Well, it was actually. It was actually. We got to know John Sullivan after. Yeah. Uh, I got to know him as a friend. He's he's dead now, unfortunately. He died about a year ago. Yeah. Um. But so you got to know him, and uh, he actually did write it for us to sing. But at the time, we were we were in this, uh, Australia, and uh, and at that time, there wasn't the communication that you could record, like, you know, the internet and all that. Yeah. And um, we, we, we'd we had a number one in New Zealand, and it was riding high in Australia. We were out there touring, and uh, he needed it done quick, and uh, we just didn't have the time to do it. So, But it was actually written for us, with yeah. us in mind. Because that is one song that probably does is similar to your style, isn't it? and you could you can see why people would think that actually you're definitely involved with it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can see the feel of it that he yeah. they wanted. We did actually do a version of it on on uh, Capital Gold or something like that. And, oh really? Uh, yeah. So, but we yeah, and we actually did on one of the uh, series. He wanted to use down to market. And uh, we got Del Boy and Rodney in the studio to help us out on it. So, yeah, we actually did get involved in one of the uh, Fools and Horses shows. That must have been fantastic. It was. It was good fun, yeah. Brilliant. What do you think of, um, and I've asked, I ask everybody this question, so I appreciate you might go either way on this. What do you think of the X Factor? I've never seen it. I don't watch it. Really? No. No, that's fair enough. I think that, that, that we'll draw a line under that one. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of it, and yeah. I don't watch it. I, I, I think the little bits I have seen on it, and I think, is it the one where they sort of humiliate them a bit, and they, and I don't like that. No, I, I mean, I, I, that's, you know, that's not on. People, I know there's people sort of like, like watching it, but yeah. so I think that's probably what put me off it. You know, if, if, if somebody ain't no good, well, you know, they say, well, thank you very much, we're... Don't phone me, I'll phone you, and that's all you need to say. See, John from Bristol says, do you always stand in the same place in relation to each other, like Ant and Deck do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people have been saying that. We, we try to, actually, yeah, for, for reasons. They go, which one is Chad, which one is Dave? But we quite often forget. <laughs> but uh, most times, yeah, you'll find us in order. So you stand on the left, I take it, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, on the left facing you, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. No, that's great. I mean, finally then, because I know you're busy, if you weren't entertaining and performing and making us guys enjoy your music, what would you be doing? Well, I honestly can't think of uh, anything else because performing is part of my life, like eating and sleeping. Um, so I can't really think. Me, me, me other hobby that goes alongside my music is yeah. I've got an allotment to grow my own. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I shall, in fact, I'm going to nip around there right now before it gets too dark. Brilliant. Uh, but, yeah, I can't imagine doing that all the time. I've, I've got to get out there playing. Oh, that's been fantastic. And, of course, you're, you've got this massive tour. I, I've worked out, over, the, over March and April, you're doing 43 gigs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're nicely paced, uh, yeah. and, and that's all we're doing, one gig a day, it's great. You just fly, it'll just trot by. Yeah, and it says that you're going to be you're going to be uh, at Cheltenham, which is just up the road from us, on the 14th of April. Yeah. At the Cheltenham Town Hall at, at uh, 7.30 at night, and it says it's going to be a uh, first half of 30 minutes duration will consist of Chas and Dave's pub set, ending with Gertrude from 1979, uh, which is the start of your success, and then the second half will feature all of your hits since then. So that's going to be a great night. And a yeah, great that's, that's, that's pre- precisely what we're doing in a nutshell, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, Chaz, it's absolutely fantastic talking to you. To all me. right, mate. No, I've oh. enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Good luck on the tour. Cheers. Thank yeah, you very much. We look forward to seeing you. everybody. Nice one. 
Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. We got some off price crack guys, bowls and bowls of carpet tiles, please.